tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're talking, you know, about the gifts of the Spirit, and we're, we're winding up. And I'm, I'm in prayer about some areas that uh, uh, to teach and to minister uh, along the lines of after the first of the year and maybe even breaking up into some small groups after the teaching takes place on Wednesday night. So you pray with us, amen? And uh, we're looking to the Lord for direction. Uh, so let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for great grace upon your people. Great grace upon every person that is in the house tonight. And great grace upon all of the partners and members and the people of Heart of the Bay. We declare a blessing over their lives and a blessing over these lives tonight. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Howard Carter said, and we're talking about the discerning of spirits. He said, now by the discerning of spirits, of a spirit, we see beyond the sphere or the realm of which we have been created since we are natural beings. He said, the discerning of spirits is only by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And we perceive things and beings that live in the spirit world. By the discerning of spirits, which is a supernatural manifestation of his glory, we are allowed to look beyond the realm which we were created for. And Dad Hagen says that the discerning of spirits gives us supernatural insight into the realm of spirits. It is seen into the spirit world, and it can reveal the kind of spirit behind a supernatural manifestation that is the distinguishing part, seeing and knowing. So when you, when you hear the word discerning, that has to do with seeing. That has to do with uh, perceiving, right? And so we've been talking a uh, long time now about the gifts of the Spirit. I like to call them the gifts of glory or the manifestations of glory. Amen. And uh, we understand uh, that... Jesus was born in glory, right? We covered that Sunday morning. He ministered in the glory of God. He was raised from the dead by the glory of God. And through his substitutionary sacrifice, he's brought the captain of our salvation, has brought many sons unto glory. And so we are a part of the plan of glory. We are a part of the glorious church. Christ is in you the hope of glory, the hope, the expectation of his glory invading our lives, invading our area, invading our nations and invading the nations of this world. Thank you, Lord. And then I believe this before it's all over with, we are going to get so involved in the glory of God that it's just going to be an, just an, a, a revival that's unexplainable, unexplainable. And then one day, we're going to be flowing as sons of glory in the manifestations of glory. And then Jesus is going to come in a cloud of glory. And he's going to take us away. Amen? So that's, that's good news. So it's, it's, it's important that we learn, that we prepare ourselves, that we, that we have understanding of what these gifts of glory in these manifestations are all about. Because he wants to use you. He wants to use whoever he will. Praise the Lord. Now, so we're talking about then the revelation gifts, uh, the three that reveal something, the word of wisdom, uh, the word of knowledge, 
and the discerning of spirits. One person said it this way, discerning of spirits is, can be discerning the similitude of God. It can be discerning the risen Christ, the risen Christ. It can be discerning even the Holy Spirit, cherubims, seraphims, archangels, hosts of angels, or even demonic forces, the enemy, Satan, one of his demonic spirits. And so we do not want to become limited in our thinking, nor do we want to become demon conscious to the degree that we think that discerning of spirits is only seen into the demonic realm. Now, as the Lord wills and as the Spirit opens our eyes, we'll see into the spirit realm. But it's important that we remember and recall that it is by the Spirit and it must be in the Spirit. You know, John, when he, and we, we could look at it, but and I think we will, let's look at Revelation 1. I think we'll just look at those scriptures tonight because this is important when we when we talk about the operations, the diversities of gifts, uh, diversities of operations, these gifts, these manifestations uh, may flow through different people in a different fashion or a different way. But it's the same God. It's the same spirit who works all in all. Now, notice this in Revelation. And, and I, I believe John was, he was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was put on the Isle of Patmos. And they wanted to get rid of him. One person said they tried to boil him in oil and they couldn't kill him. So they sent him away into a, an island all by himself. And uh, it says in verse 1, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that he saw. And he said, blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy. So we're blessed tonight. And keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. And then John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from, from him which is, which was, which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our own sins in his own blood. Read verse 6 with me. This is shouting ground right here. And has made us kings and priests unto God and his father to whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And then he goes on and he talks about how the behold, he comes in the clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. Wow. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. And then we're reading the red. This is the, the Lord speaking. He says, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. Well, if he is the beginning and the ending, the author and the finisher, he is also the in-betweener. He can take care of that for us. And he is, and he will. He said, I, John, who also, verse 9, am your brother and companion in tribulation 
And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, now notice, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he said, this is what I want you to see. I was in the spirit. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And when he was in the spirit, he heard something that heretofore he most likely had not heard yet. When you're in the spirit, you'll hear things. And I'm talking about good things like John heard. And he said, he heard the trumpet and he said, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and last. And what you see, write and send it to the seven churches. That's a great series, by the way, which are in Asia and Ephesus. Just a, a side thought, that letter to the seven churches was a letter that was directly from the master. It is the only time that he himself, Jesus Christ, addressed the churches. Now, of course, they were addressed by the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul, so it's, it's one in the Spirit. But that study there is a dynamic study. And it's appropriate for today, in which we, the day in which we live. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega, first and last. What do you see right? Send to the seven churches which are in Asia. And he lists the seven churches. And I turned to see the voice of him that spake me. And being turned, I saw seven candlesticks. So he, is he hearing something? Is he seeing something? And in the middle of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about with paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool and white as snow. You know what that was? That was the glory. He was not an old, decrepit, beat-up man going gray and getting old. He was and is the glory of the Lord. And the Bible says his eyes were like a flame of fire. So we see then that John himself saw the master. He saw the master because he was in the spirit. And so we see there that discerning his spirits is in operation there. Let's talk just for a moment before we look at a few more examples about, you know, what the, what the discerning of spirits is not. It, it is not discernment. However, I believe that as Christians, we need to be very discerning. And sometimes the Lord will drop into you a word of knowledge concerning certain facts in the mind of God that are present about certain places, people, or things. And he will give you a, a word of knowledge. So in that sense, there is a, there is a discernment there. It's, it's a very powerful thing. The discerning of spirits is not some kind of, of mind reading. The discerning of spirits is not some sort of psychological insight. And I think that that is good to the degree that our counsel aligns itself with the word of God. We are not to submit ourselves to counselors that uh, are ungodly. You know why? Because they give ungodly counsel. And what is ungodly counsel? Ungodly counsel is counsel outside of God. And if it's outside of God, it's outside of his word. So we're not to sit in the seat of the scornful, nor are we to submit ourselves to the counsel of the ungodly or to the spirit of this age. So it's 
It's not psychological insight. It's not keen mental perception. It is not the power to discover faults in others. You know, if, if I'm a person that's, you know, discovering faults in you, um, yeah, I better be careful because I'm falling under the category of being judgmental. And the Bible says we are not to judge. Why is it? Because with what measure that we meet, it'll be measured unto us back again. So even though we might be tempted to be that way, let's not be that way. Amen? I mean, why in the world would we want to behold the beam that is in our brother's eye when we got a log in ours? Good preaching, Pastor. Thank you. It also is not a spiritual gift given to uncover human failings. It, it doesn't have to do with the human, but it has to do with the spirit world. And then again, the discerning of spirits is not just, quote, discerning of devils. Okay? And I, and I talked last week. It was kind of humorous. We closed with it. I, I shared with you some embarrassing moments that I had. That was before I met Brenda. And it was right after I knew the Lord. So I had no foundation. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't hardly know how to come in out of the rain. And so I was kind of open to anything and everything that came down the pike. And I was deceived. And as a result, fear got a hold of me. And, and I became more demon conscious than I did Christ conscious. And when a person becomes more demon conscious than they are Christ conscious, then there's that spirit of fear. But thank God, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, somebody help me now, and a love, and of a sound mind. Amen. So we're not afraid of black cats. We're not afraid of Friday the 13th. We're not afraid of devils, because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Come on, bro. Let's shout a minute. Now, I want you to, I think we need to talk about this, too. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. Let's look at this for a minute. And let's, uh, let's, let's notice this, that um, what, what much, much has been made to do with demonic forces, and they're really, uh, uh, how can I say it? They're really in error about this because of the fact that, you know, your flesh is your flesh. Amen? Demons are demons. Flesh is flesh. There's a difference between the two. And uh, we, we see in Galatians chapter 5, and it, it talks about, you know, uh, walking in the Spirit and what will happen. You will not fulfill the lust of the what? You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And he talks about what the fruit of the Spirit are. Can anyone say what they are? They're love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, <coughs> self-control. I'm losing it here. But anyway, we know that it's good. It's of God. And, and when we're operating and functioning in the Spirit, by walking in the Spirit, we will not fulfill, now notice, the lusts of what? Of the flesh. Lust is an incontrollable, uncontrollable desire inconsistent with the Word of God. Right? Um, adultery is a lust of the what? Lust of, the, lust of the flesh. Anyone that covets their neighbor's wife to the point where he would actually commit adultery with her is yielding to the flesh. Right? Now, the enemy gets in there. The enemy, you know, he's, he's dangling the bait. And once a person gives themselves over to licentious, uncontrolled acts of the flesh, the enemy just parks right there with them. 
But we can't be like Flip Wilson. And this is a comedian from years ago where he blamed everything on the devil. The devil made me do it. We can't say that. Because the word says, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted, tested, tried of God. For no man, for God tempteth, testeth, trieth no man. Yet every man is tempted, tested, and tried when he's drawn away now of his own lust and enticed. And then when I think it's lust has conceived, it brings forth death. And when sin, it brings forth whatever, death. Not good. But Galatians chapter 5. Thank you, Lord. So we want to we get control of our flesh. And, and really, that's becoming uh, a mature adult. That's not just blaming everything on the devil or blaming thing on everybody else. But it's saying, you know what? I failed to walk in the spirit. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit it again. And I'm going to do better by the grace of God. I'm not going to get down on myself. I'm not going to withdraw from God. I'm not going to withdraw from the people of God. I failed. I missed it. Okay. The blood cleanses me. Now I'm back on my feet. I'm ready to be trained to develop. So when the test comes again, I'll pass it. Everyone in this room has failed multiple tests. But we don't want to center in on what we failed. You are not a failure. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Well, I finally found Galatians 5. All right. Galatians 5, now verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. You cannot do the things that you would. And then he goes on to list what the works of the flesh are, they, which are manifest. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. In other words, that's not a full list. Of which I've told you before, as I will tell you now, that they which do things, such things, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, what does that mean? That means those who habitually practice those things as a way of life, and those that, that, that do not apply the blood to their wrongdoings, and they just go forth in life just for the gusto of the flesh. They're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. But that's not you. That's not us. We're grown to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so we see then that, that casting out devils is not casting out the flesh. Now let's look at some examples. Are you ready? Let's look at some examples Tonight, then, of, uh, of the discerning of spirits. We already looked at John uh, chapter 1. Um, let's look at Acts chapter 7. Acts the 7th chapter. How many of you know a man named Stephen was stoned? He was stoned, right? And what was he stoned for? Not stoned with, stoned for. He was stoned for his testimony of Jesus Christ. He was a bold witness. I mean, these guys in the book of Acts, they were sold out. I mean, when it came time to deny Christ or die, they said, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Terry Nelson was telling me the other day that in Haiti, he said they've had machetes. 
They've had machine guns. They've had all sorts of threats on their lives. They've had machine guns held to their heads. And he would just say to them, do me a favor. Put me out and I'll be in the presence of God. That takes some tenacity. That takes some boldness. And we get bummed out if somebody, you know, takes our place at Lucky. (laughs) You know? We get bummed out if someone cuts us off on the freeway. (laughs) Bless our hearts, you know? And I got myself in there too, so. (laughs) All right now. Acts chapter 7. And let's look at verses 55 uh, through 59. Acts 7. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. Mm, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they, listen, they bit the guy. You ever been bit for your testimony? You know, giving your testimony and all of a sudden, somebody takes a hunk of flesh out. This is what happened. These guys were beside themselves. They took a great big hunk out of Stephen's camp. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, thank God he was full of the Holy Ghost that day. (laughs) I said, thank God he was full of the Holy Ghost that day. Now, they may not be gnashing on you with their teeth, but they might be gnashing on you with their words. And it pays rich dividends To stay full of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to say a good friend of mine, but an acquaintance of mine who pastored a great church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Victory Christian Center, Billy Joe Doherty, pastored that church for many years, went on to be with the Lord and his his lovely wife is, is pastoring that church and they're carrying on and they're doing great. But, you know, he was just going on a prayer line and laying hands on people. And he got to this one guy. This was on national news. It was all over the Internet. This one guy just wound up and cold cocked him. Just punched his lights out. And Billy was bleeding. And, 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 you know, I'm sure he was stunned. But he just wiped himself off, smiled, and kept praying for people. I'm glad Billy was filled with the Holy Ghost. Because if it had been some of us, there may have been a fight. <laughs> but, but God used that testimony. I mean, he, I mean, news people came all over, from all over the place. It was all over the Internet. And God used that for forgiveness. And God used that as an example. Praise God. That only in God and through God can we really, come on. Some of us have been hit in the face like that, but we've been hit in the heart. We, we've, been, we've been pierced by somebody else's behaviors. 
that have really affected us. And, you know, maybe we're walking real strong, but all of a sudden maybe someone around us or close to us just kind of threw us for a loop. You ever been there? I've been there. You've been there. It hurts. Now, we can either nurse the hurts, and sometimes there is a time for nursing them and recovery time. I do believe that. But I believe this, the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will enable you to forgive, to get up, to dust yourself off, forgive that person, and you know what? Move forward with your life. Does God want you to move forward? He does not want us. See, we can reverse what the enemy meant for a curse. If we will not rehearse and continuously rehearse how we're hurting and what has been done wrong. We've all been done wrong. It's terrible. It's tragic. But I believe the Holy Spirit is saying there's a time of healing. There's a time of restoration. There's joy in the morning. And God can bring into our lives a new season and can bring fresh air into our lives. Amen? That's a good word. How do we get off on that? I don't know. But I do know this, that Stephen, there we go. Stephen got bit. But thank God he prayed in tongues that morning. Thank God he was walking in the presence of God. Notice this with me. But he being filled with the Holy Ghost, what did he do? He looked up steadfastly into heaven. What did he see? Everyone say what he saw. He saw the glory of God, but also who else did he see? And Jesus, whoo, glory, stood on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, and they stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, and Stephen called upon God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Wow. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Don't lay this to their charge. And when he said it, what did he do? He fell asleep. That's powerful. And so we see that Stephen saw the Lord. He saw the Lord. All right, now turn over to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the manifestations of your glory in this day and this hour. Oh, I'll just go ahead and pray in tongues for a minute. Co-pratiste fande, le mocate. Leste ton clecato mosolete engadashte como se. O brocan de vito ye le mando que stito. Rote stabando, le profindo la masonidida. Father, we thank you that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Lord, we know that we're not limited by the natural realm in which we live. We're not limited by what we see, what we feel, what we hear, what we taste, and what we touch, because we know that there's another realm. 
And so, Lord, we touch the unseen realm by faith. And we want and desire to move in the power of God in this natural world with supernatural equipment, supernatural ability. For, Lord, we know that if we could have done what needs to be done, it would have been done. And so, Lord, in this day and this hour, there's so much work left that is undone. But we yield ourselves to the Holy One. We yield ourselves to the Holy One. And Mikola Bradishte Kelamo Silite Legote Ene. And we pray, Thy kingdom come. Oh, Redishte Venotle Destanahai. Your will be done, Lord. Your will be done. Help us to see what we see not, hear what we hear not, know what we know not, so we can flow where we've flowed not heretofore. Lord, we need your help. Let's lift your hands up in your voice. We're crying out to God for help. There are so many people bound by mental illness and bound by demonic forces. There's so many people in this day and this hour that are just crying out, crying out for freedom and deliverance. And you and I have within our hands the delivering power of Almighty God. Oh, Father, lito robosa, omrondishtefatola pradele, yesikola bataya. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, they are subject to the mighty name, the mighty name above every name, the name of Jesus. There are people that are yielding to evil spirits that, quite frankly, it's gotten to be such a way of life that it is just absolutely normal for them but in their hearts they know that there is a freedom they cry out for freedom and you and i are those individuals that can bring the spirit of liberty to them the spirit of liberty the spirit of emancipation the spirit of deliverance from bondages oh bredishte those given to uncleanness, those given to a spirit of pharmakia, those addicted and so bound by the spirits of this age must be free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to expect that to happen. Amen. We may be down here in a prayer line sometime. God just open up our eyes and see something. Not just for the sake of, ooh, I saw something, but for the sake of deliverance and for the sake of freedom. There are people that are, are bound. Not, not every person that is battling mental illness is bound by an evil spirit. But there are people that are, are, are battling those things and, and, and they need freedom. Amen? Glory to God. Come on, somebody. I'm expectant. This might be, we might be coming close to the end of this teaching, but we're not near way close to the end of what God wants to do. 
And so we make Caleb Rostie. We must remain stirred up. We must remain alert. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the evil one, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And then the word of God says, resist him steadfastly with the power of God and with your faith. Amen. Now, one thing that you need to remember is you may know of a person that has a bunch, a truckload of demonic spirits, but they must give you permission. They must give you permission, amen, to set them free. Because unless there's a willingness of a person to do what it takes once they're free to stay free, then that spirit will come back, I think the scripture says, seven times worse. You know, didn't Jesus teach on that? When an unclean spirit gone out of man so on? So remember this, that, that you may know some things, and you may have some things in your heart, but you, you must be allowed, you must, you may kosaviende, you must have uh, permission. There must be permission of an entrance of the glory that they would allow you to set them free. Amen? But God can get people ready. I said God can get people, how many of you are connecting with what I'm saying? All right, you got it. Glory to God. Lift your hands up and thank Him. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God, Father. Thank you, Father. Help us, Lord, to be a blessing to this, this generation. Yeah. The scripture says, and I, 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 I think of First John chapter four, in verse eighteen, where it says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear." Okay, and uh, the Amplified says it, it turns it outdoors, it dispels it, it dispels fear. Perfect love, and so every gift of the Spirit must be. Uh, operated under and by the motivation of love. Is that right? The, the reason we want people free is because we love them. First Corinthians 13, 1 talks about, you know, although I speak with the tongues of men and angels, and although I have mountain-moving faith, and although I give my body to be burned, and I give all my goods to feed the poor, yet if I don't have love, it's unprofitable. It profits me nothing. So the powers of the world to come really, I believe, are on the inside of us. The manifestations of His glory are here. We're learning then to begin to flow in them and to tap into them. But I believe that one safeguard that the Lord will always put upon His people is love. That love never fails. You know, when you think about Jesus, the Bible says over and over again that He was moved with compassion. He was, he was moved with compassion. Compassion so moved him that he fed the multitudes. Compassion so moved him that he raised that only widow's son from the dead. Amen? And so say it with me. I'm full of the Holy Spirit, and I'm full of the love of God. Love flow through me. Love, use me 
to be a blessing. To be a great blessing unto those around me. Now, one, one thing that, that, that fear brings is fear brings torment. Anybody ever been tormented? The, the fear brings, it, it brings torment. There's, and so there are tormenting spirits that will bother people in their soul and bother them in their mind. If they have been given to certain things that they have opened themselves up to visually, uh, given themselves to, to, to seeing certain acts or to see certain uh, violent things occur, that trespasses into the soul of man. And that brings torment. And so there are tormenting spirits that you and I have authority over. Anything torments you, make sure you've closed the door on where the opening was. Amen? And then arise in faith and fill your heart with faith and fill it with faith-filled word. Pray in the Holy Ghost and put the devil on the run. And tell torment, not here anymore. I used to fear, but no longer are you here. I'm a child of the Most High God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fear has torment. We take authority over tormenting spirits in the name of Jesus. And so maybe you can help some of your loved ones with that, you know. Uh, And the anointing destroys the yoke. The Word of God says that the anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing will remove the burdens and and destroy the yokes. And you know, one thing you can do is you can take one of these anointed prayer cloths and and you can put them in the the bed of some of these tormented souls. (laughs) You, you You can put it in their pillow. Shandai. Hallelujah. And just let that holy anointing just saturate them. Amen. How many of you got friends or you got people that you, you believe that, that have been tormented that would allow you an entrance into their lives? How many of you got people like that? Okay. Hallelujah. Let's just pray for a few moments about it then. Lord, open the doors. Makasoradishtea. Hakolo morovo kile mandaya. Yesolo prefiende ke tushte le boke diste kanate ende. O brafande le cotre diste panda. O monkiline alanole. Mandele kushto kapatea. A happy go lucky smile on the face does not always denote a free spirit. There are those that would Put up a facade, but on the inside, they are most miserable. And their only answer is Jesus. Their only way of deliverance is through the anointing and through Jesus Christ. How do you know that, Pastor Mark? I know it to be true for my own life. I know it to be true for multiple, multiple people that we have known and loved throughout the years. Amen. So 
You can, you can go at any time. And you can take one of those cloths with you. You can bring it to us. We'll pray over it. I believe Moses have been prayed for. And just look for an entrance. Look for an entrance. Let the king of glory come in. I said, let the king of glory come in. Whew. You're going to have a golden opportunity to minister to those guys. When are you going down there? In February. That's going to be awesome. Why don't you come on up here and we'll pray over you. Amen. Thank you, Father. PT and and Pastor Kimberly, come on up and dance, would you, if, if you would. Hallelujah. Pakasoto la bekeshi la pahara. Aramokushi la mahaya. Now, your hands from time to time are going to be on these people, right? You're going to be doing some training and you're going to be doing that. And, and I believe that the anointing is going to flow through your hands. There's, there's going to be supernatural healings. Supernatural healings flow through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody stand up and pray over this young man. He's going to be a trainer for a professional uh, team. And uh, Paco Soto. Paco, you guys can start laying hands on him. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, Koshala haya. haya. Oh, ha, ha. Look, lick, lam, lengd, dog, lamb, dange, duk, dick, dap. Omininge, doge, dambo, jandeleko, inzito, inzito. Let him, anoint him, Lord, to anoint others in the name of Jesus. Oh, Oh, mama kiere. Ashlekom. Ashlekoman. Hallelujah. 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 And I believe that the Lord is saying this. You see if it witnesses to your heart. And one way that you can know if this is God is if it comes to pass. If not, this is just Mark speaking. But I just sense in my heart. Hallelujah. I sense in my heart that over the prosecolene, you're going to be able to look into their eyes and you're going to be able to see not only the physical pain they're in, but you'll be able to see some of the other pain that they're in. And I'm going to use you. That's what the Lord is saying. I'm going to use you at times to bring a word in season for them during their difficult season. At other times, it's just going to be simply by the touch and that anointing is going to drive those things far away from them. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. Samokete. Kaposo. Thank you, Lord. So be it, Lord. Everyone say, so be it. So be it, Lord. So be it. Now say this, so be it in his life. And so be it in my life. We pray for the harvest because it is that time. We must pray to be a laborer now in the harvest. For he is looking for people that will see as he sees. He has said in his word, in my name, you'll cast out devils. In my name, you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. What generation are we? We are the delivering generation. Hallelujah. We are the generation who serve the God of glory. They're going to flow in glory. Amen. Oh, thank you. And so there was a day where the Syrians were arrayed 
against the children of Israel. And the king of Syria had enough. And he said, tell me, who among us is for them? Who's telling off on us? And one of his servants said, none of us. But the prophet hears words, you speak in your bedchamber. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so the prophet went to sleep and his servant beside him, they slept. Woke up, the young man got up, and he saw all these armies of the Syrians and all of these armies arrayed against two men. The prophet woke up. The servant said, my Lord, what are we going to do? Look at all these guys. The prophet said, sit down, have a cup of coffee and a Winchell's donut. No, he didn't say that. But the prophet wasn't nervous, and you and I aren't nervous either. The one come against us, they'll flee before us seven ways. And here's what the prophet prayed. Lord, open his eyes that he may what? See. The Lord opened his eyes. He saw into the realm of the spirit chariots, horses, chariots like fire, the angels of the Lord encamping around about them. It makes all the difference when you can see from his perspective. So pray to see not only in the arena of discerning of spirits, but pray to see the way he wants you to see. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Thank you for life in the word and the joy of the Lord of coming together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody in the house want to be saved?